I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Drink of Ages radio show on ESPN 97.5 here at House of Blues Houston. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, the co-host. We're back. We're back. Uh, DJ Muskratch and Jason Sparza back there doing all the magic work. Uh, we're just Tom and I are just doing the drinking work. We would do this anyways. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> our guest this week, uh, our music guest, Bird Law, friends of mine, badass band. <laughs> and from the brewery, Holler Brewing Company, we have John Holler hanging out. Hello. Thanks for having me. John, you make good beer. I'm drinking some Odin's Aww. Krung juice, and it, uh, it's going down pretty nicely. What, what type of hops does it have? <laughs> so, yeah, this is a uh, – thank you for saying that, John. We, uh, we try to make good beer. That's kind of our mission. Um, it's, it's a good pretty mission. Pretty much it. It's yep. a good, that's a good <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this beer is a Kvike Pale Ale, and it's a single hop pale ale using um, Oregon-grown Comet hops. And so, yeah, it's just a really, I mean, we, we love lagers. And um, this, to me, is like the, the lager version of an ale. I mean, it's basically like if a lager were an ale. You know, it's super crushable, um, but it, it, very dry. Um, but it's just got that nice, um, you know, it's, it's got a little more, more heft to it than a, than a lager does. And it's got uh, plenty of hop aroma from the, uh, from the Comet. You get like, and, it, and it's not the sweet citrusy hop aroma that we get from IPAs. Uh, so often these days, it's more of that like super dank, almost like a tobacco. I know that's not a really good sales uh, pitch, but it is almost like a tobacco type note to the aroma. It's just really a really cool, aromatic, crushable ale. It's better um, than, uh, you know, descriptors like horse saddle. And yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, barnyard, barnyard, yeah, and all these other weird, weird things that people talk about. It's yeah, like, I mean, if you're getting barnyard in one of our beers, that is uh, not intentional. That's so not supposed to do that. Yeah, let me know privately. Let me know. Well, you, you may stumble on something. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, nice exactly. Barnyard pills. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, good. thanks. Yeah, no, uh, but you guys, right out of the gate, man, you guys were making some really good beers. Uh, you got a cool little place right off Washington Avenue. Uh, seven Barrel Brew House. That's right, yeah. It's a Seven Barrel Brew House. We started almost five years ago in the, it's called the Sawyer Yards District. Um, now, Which, which has become like kind of a beer mecca at this point. There's so many great spots around there. You can, yeah. make, you can make a day. Yeah, you can walk to uh, Platypus, Buffalo Bayou, Urban South. I can smell Buffalo Bayou's brewing. From my brewery. So, Does it smell uh, like buffalo sweat? Yeah, it's, it smells delicious, but I will say it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a territorial man thing of uh, smelling another man brewing. It, was a, it, was a little, it took a little bit of getting used to. I was a little bit emotional about it at first, but 
it's kind of it's pretty cool. This way, you just like, like make your own smell and just put it in like the glade and just go plug it in the brewery all yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, block it out. Like, I mean, I smell like, holler around here. Yeah, yeah, just I'm some smelling holler. Just get some like Christmas tree air freshener or something to to just block it all out. <laughs> uh, no, it, but it, it's it's actually wonderful. We, you know, what's what's great about it? Number one is that people come to the area and go and visit all you know all the breweries. And I remember, you know, especially when you talk to people who aren't familiar with aren't that familiar with beer, which I try not to talk to those people, and I, I know most of you guys don't, but every now and then you do encounter Definitely them, learn not and they're to trust like, them. oh, well, you know, what do you, are you, are you pissed off that there's like other breweries in your area, and they don't understand that people don't just go to one brewery. I mean, and if it's, if there's a fried chicken place, and there's another fried chicken place that opens, they're gonna, probably going to be pretty pissed off. I don't know. I'm, I don't, I don't know. know. You, guys, you guys have a gus. They are the fried chicken people. Yeah. You guys have a gus. What right block is that, by the way? But they're not going on. A, they're not going on. A, people don't go on fried chicken pub crawls as much as they go on go beer hopping. And the other thing is, and this is especially relevant to us because we don't have our act together as much as we'd like. Uh, when we run out of something, or when something breaks that we can't fix, and we need help, there's all these other breweries around so like i mean buffalo bayou one day sent over their mechanic and he like fixed our mill um which we have beer thanks to that so Mm. um so it's actually wait they have a mechanic yeah yeah actually (laughs) i know actually they had had like two they had two mechanics um i'm just gonna send over our mechanic just just hang tight yeah i was like who's got a mechanic to recommend you know like you hire a mechanic and i always we have a mechanic like we'll send him over. Well, so, thing like, like with Buffalo Bayou opening, what, what they did, I mean, it, it <clears throat> they kind of leaped above like the normal craft beer crowd and invites a lot of just just people, beer drinkers, to the area. Totally. And then also they're like, hey, there's other what, what this beer is good. There's other breweries around. I didn't know those existed. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, you know if they're too crowded, if they if there's a wait. Holler Brewing is, is your <laughs> spillover spot. I've uh, heard the same thing from Platypus. Happy to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been really good, and it's if you haven't been, it's a great area. You can check it out, and if you haven't been in a while, go. It's changing, changing rapidly. Um, yeah, Urban South right down the street, yeah. and then uh, City well, Orchard. All those, all those breweries provide their uniquely different experiences that. Like as far from the craft beer point of view, they don't really overlap in terms of kind of the way they make their beers going for and stuff like yeah yeah you know uh, so yeah I mean the way what what platypus is and what Sean's doing over there and what Dave is doing over at Urban South mm-hmm. and, and you know Raz over at Buff it's just like everything is just very different there's all different experiences to be had well that, it's that a cool area it is I mean mm-hmm. you can you can go hit golf balls or you can throw axes as well you know within walking distance of drinking beers everything you need yeah, yeah. yeah you can exactly I used to work right there for a very long time and that area was not like that when I worked there there's a nightclub opening across the street uh, next week excellent so if you want that too if you if you know we're closing at ten and you want to stay out until six a.m., uh-huh. uh, you don't well, have to leave the there's neighborhood. Not, there's not as much dancing in breweries as I would like, so this you know, having that right across the street. That itch, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. I don't know if you're gonna get in with the um, with the holler with T-shirt the though. Holler? This, this gets me in all kind of places, yeah. man. This is like a. Well, classic. you can try it. You can try it. No, you need to work out a deal where it's yeah. like dollar off the, drinks uh, the on owners. Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> it's the owners of Clay are opening this one. You know Clay. 
They're like a really, really famous nightclub. Yeah. Very popular nightclub in Houston. Excellent. With a pool, yeah. Oh, man. Is there going to be a pool in this one? I don't think there's a pool. Because uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you noticed, but I'm getting tanner yeah, and tanner as the summer's going. You're ready, yeah. So. Eh. I don't know. Yeah, you can. Um, well, anyway, I don't, I don't. You'll need to follow them on. You can follow them. I think their name is. It's called Kiss. Here I'm advertising for the nightclub across the street. That's awesome. Whatever yeah. brings people bring, to the area. Exactly. It's going to yeah. bring even more people down there. Totally. Yeah, yeah. So it is. A, it's another dimension, um, adding to the area. And then there's a bunch of fitness stuff. So Momentum is a big bouldering rock climbing gym. And then if you're like a psycho that likes to work out at 4 a.m. under an orange light. Uh, there's Orange Theory <laughs> across the street. Uh. People, people show up and like wait in line to get in there at, at like five. I don't get it. Not there's <laughs> not much overlap with the beer drinking crowd on that one, but <laughs> <laughs> it seems unhealthy. If I, if I'm yeah, yeah. To say something. All I mean to say is there's a lot of people coming to the area for different yeah. reasons. Yeah. Some of them more better reasons than others. Well, I go there for beer and Gus's fried chicken. Nice. That's pretty much Gus. where. Mm-hmm. And when you were talking about fried chicken places earlier, I was like, man, if that place existed where I can go eat fried chicken and go across the street and eat fried chicken, I would do it. But um, you mentioned uh, five years, you know, coming up on five years last year, you know, four years. Yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. First five years are the hardest. So, um, especially the last one. Especially the last <laughs> one. It was going to be the first three years, and then all of a sudden the fourth yeah, year. It's like, okay, let's, let's, okay, the fourth yeah, year. So let's yeah. work on the five years. Oh, man, it's been crazy. And, and you know, in Houston, as you all know, weather events are always another, another layer of uh, excitement. Um, so we've been, you know, Harvey and COVID and um, – The Arctic blast. Arctic thing. It, 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 was, it was the big finale to the year of COVID. Was yeah, like, yeah. Take this. Yeah. <laughs> you just thought we were done. But it was it was actually kind of nice because. Uh, yeah, it was cool and refreshing. Well, yeah. No, the beer I mean, outside, it was, it was actually cold. it was actually horrible. I mean, we had a we had a one week old with us, and like we thought we were gonna you know freeze. So that was really bad. But we went and stayed with some friends, and um, it was like COVID disappeared for a minute there because mm-hmm. it was like we can't even we can't afford to worry about all this stuff you just come in here and let's make dinner together and get yeah. drunk so yeah. that was like that was kind of cool um, everybody do a shot so it kills the covid yeah exactly we'll why didn't fine. they think of that before yeah. that was yeah that's how john and i were doing zoom calls in covid we just like good time to start drinking <laughs> tom it's 6 30 in the morning <laughs> what hey, else I, do you have to do COVID, man. that's a good point yeah <laughs> yep and congratulations on the kid uh, thanks. That yeah, was another so had, big thing that big, happened. Yeah, that's a big thing. We have two kids now. They, uh, two girls, and they are separated by two years exactly. Wow. So, to the day. To the uh, day. They have the same birthday. So. So that's a cool. that's one special night you guys have planned, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got. I got. We have a routine, and it you know, requires the cycles of the moon and everything to kind of. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, but it's been. That's been great. We, yeah, made it through. Made it through the snow vid with the with the one week old. And I, um, I hope there's an anniversary beer called Cycles of the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for new names, so I'll take that down. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually, it's been it's been convenient so far. We. Um, anytime we want to like compare, you know, because you always compare your children. 
Uh, anytime we want to compare them, yeah. So to value we'll just, one more we'll than like the pull other. out. You know, you can use your little app on your phone, the Photos app or whatever, mm -hmm. and it'll show you, you know, what Margot looked like two years ago, and we can come like put that right up next to uh, what Adley looks like, yeah. and you know, see how they're doing, see if we're see if we're tracking. So it's fun. See, see if I think the, I think the sharing birthday more than the other. I think the sharing birthday is going to be some drama. Um, probably, no, not at all. Uh, I don't I don't see see how? Yeah, it should be fine. <laughs> yeah, but there'll be some cash savings well, for sure. Right? That's well, probably why there will be drama. Year party yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> my my kids are uh, one year, one month, and one week apart. Right. So we celebrated a lot of birthdays yeah. together up until it was like nine and eight, and then the daughter's like. I'm not having my birthday, you know. So it's like then also it's like all right, we gotta have two. But if they're born on the same were you day, able, were you ever able to recover that scam, or did it you kept them separate for the rest of? No, after that, no, they were separate. Oh man, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> well, yep. you got eight yeah. nine years. That's yeah. what I see. Yeah. <laughs> man, okay. You should have you should have held off longer, man. You relented. You capitulated way too early. He's gonna try to make so it. That's, to that's 10. like ten years. It's like ten extra birthdays you have to. Deal with well, I don't know. That's only if they move out when, like, right now. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's the best case scenario. Yeah, I was like, no, I was like, thirty. I'm like, man, we still have to have a birthday for you guys. Uh, Get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> if you're gonna stay in the house uh, past thirty, you're at least gonna share the same birthday party. Okay? Uh, speaking of which, today actually is my daughter's that's birthday. Yeah, she turned twenty today, and so happy birthday, Emma. Happy birthday, Emma. Yeah. <clears throat> And right. if, if people of Houston remember 20 years ago, it was, you know, one of those epic nights in Houston when Tropical, Tropical Storm Allison came through and ravaged what? everything. Yeah, so that's when we had our first kid. Whoa. It was a good time. Oh, man, I want to hear about that. <laughs> you think it everything's was, a good time? Eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of good times, let's listen to some bird law. Let's take a break, yeah. and we get back. We'll talk more with John Holler from Holler Brewing Company. This is Drink of Ages on ESPN. We'll be right back. All right. She sees something coming. 
Platypus Brewing, brewed with a Texan heart and Australian soul. Local brew, craft beer, full restaurant, wine and cider, private event space located a stone's throw from downtown at 1902 Washington Avenue. What's your choice? Taco Tuesday, surf and turf steak night Wednesday, barbecue Thursday, smoked in house, fish and chips Friday, the best in town, covered patio and kids menu available, and up to 15 beers on tap including a range of cores and always new specialties from blondes, sours, IPAs, ambers and porters and stouts. Whatever your choice, we look forward to seeing you. Hey, book your next event at Platypus, platypusbrewing.com. Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. 
Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top Room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Have an event in mind and looking for a place that is fun and beer is involved? Host your next event at a brewery. At Spindletap, they have full venue rental and partial rental options that are perfect for company events, birthday parties, weddings, receptions, and more. Host a memorable event at a venue that offers a fun atmosphere and many amenities. Email info at spindletap.com or call 713-325-1477 to get more details. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. KT Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KTWellness.com. Everybody, fantastic! These guys kick ass. They absolutely do. You can find them playing at Lake Houston Brewery on June 19th. So if you like what you're listening to, go check them out. Look them up online, BYRD Law, and man, go 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 see a live show. Just regardless, just oh, yeah. get out there and go watch some live music. Uh, live music's always good. That's why we're here at House of Blues. House of Blues, yeah, yeah. definitely some shows coming back here as well. So, <clears throat> our brewery guest, John Holler from Holler Brewing Company. Hey. Welcome back. Well, you too. John, we're approaching, uh, as you know, my, my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Beer sampling? Yes. <laughs> Where there's, there's other beers opened on the table? Absolutely. All the time. So what is this? This is a beer to sample. This is... Uh, Perfect. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> Bottoms up. Oh, we are going straight into this. Okay. Oh, this wow. is, what you're drinking is Bohemian Moonlight. It's a Czech dark lager. So, um, yeah, it's a half Pilsner malt, half Munich malt, and then a little half of uh, roasted barley. Math adds up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just a super, like, a nice, rich, 
Um, half plus half plus half equals delicious. Yes, that's our formula. And uh, we think it works pretty well here. What's this the ABV on this? 5.7%. Mm. Mm. So it's got that rich roastiness that you get in a stout, but it finishes uh, really clean. Um, it's got a very, a very light body, nice lager. You can... Um, well, nice, nice dark beer you can drink in the summer. Yeah, I was about to say, it's definitely one you can float around the pool and crush. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely crush it around the pool. Yeah, it's really powerful on the front, but then, like, it, it is, like, super clean, like, mm -hmm. going out. Yeah, so. flavor. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of flavor in there. Yeah, super aromatic aromas and um, tasty flavors. It's almost, and, um, you know, know finishing gonna, finishes. A shot of Bailey's would be good in this. John, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Last week it was gin. I see a full bar up there. <laughs> mm. Might have to try that one. Haven't haven't had a beer yet that I said that a shot of Bailey's would be good in, but that one might not be bad. Yes, you just have to drink it uh, quickly. I mean, I, like all of our beers are are complete as they are, so I'm not you know, I don't think it needs a shot of Bailey's. But what I'm is, sure it would be anything fine. Anything ever really need a shot of Bailey's? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's called an uh, Irish car bomb. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Win that one. Need that, yeah. <laughs> In order to make it Those an Irish car bomb. No, so, this is this is really good. Uh, but I, the, the the style of like this dark <clears throat> Cascadian ales, right? Uh, have really Cascadian lagers. They've really are. I'm glad to start seeing more people making them because I like them. I think they're really good. Yeah, it's been a hit. Um, these are, I think that's one thing that's kind of been a, an unheralded um, change, an unheralded, I'd say an accomplishment of, the, of, uh, of craft beer has been getting, has been getting these beers into, into, the, into the, the drinker's hands. Um, and I think, like, Everyone talks today about, and it's true that you know you had the haze craze that's still ongoing, and you have fruity sours and all the over-the-top you know adjunct beers, and then you and then you have the other beers like, and sometimes we even call them brewers beers because they're just so, they taste so much just like beer and nothing else, and it yeah, is beer, <laughs> real beer, right, and. Um, <laughs> What is this porter that you uh, talk about? <laughs> yeah, like, like, I mean, even, even West Coast IPA has become like a brewer's beer because it's like, oh, it's bitter and it tastes like malt and hops. Like, it doesn't taste like fruit. Um, it, it is initially challenging to the mouth and as opposed to like a lot of the, the trend recent is like, let's just make it the, the alcohol delivery system as, you know, convenient as possible. It's like, what is this? I don't taste any hops. I don't, yeah. it's like a alcohol smoothie. Although, we, I mean, but you taste them and like they're delicious. They're, they're delicious, and we make them. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I don't. But but I think that these beers are important too, and I think they've actually been seeing like in our, at least in our experience in our tap room and around town in the accounts that we talk to, beers like this. You know, Czech dark lager, which is like as norm core and you know, boomer as it gets, <laughs> is uh, is actually has a surprising amount of uptake. I mean, so I would have expected that it would only be outsold by a hazy IPA 100 to 1, uh, but it's actually outsold by a hazy IPA of, you know, like 
only by like 10 to one or something. So, um, you know, th these beer, like, so, but really like these beers, um, a Czech dark lager, uh, ESB, mm. West coast IPAs. Um, they've actually been, I think people aren't talking about it as much, but these beers are, we are seeing people becoming more interested in these beers. Um, I mean, everything is a pendulum, right? Yeah. So it'll eventually swing back to, uh, when we look at how many loggers are getting on the market again. It's crazy. It's just, just, yeah. just nice, easy. Oh, no, we were able to make beer because we can make super clean loggers, you know, and, 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 which is very important. So you're seeing all these breweries like, getting back to that, and which, is, which, I don't know, it's, it's like a sign that we, they can make good beers, you know, or what exactly do you think is... Uh, I think it's... Do you think the palate's well, changing, or...? I think it's a couple of things. I mean, I think one is that, yeah, they can make good beers. Like, I think it's become a lot to... Not to take credit away from us, but it has become a lot easier to make good beer. The equipment is much better than it used to be. The know-how is there. There's so much more... The kind of the knowledge base, if you want to think yeah. of all the knowledge that's been accumulated over the last 20 years, right? That's available to everybody, has been built on top of what was already there 20 years ago. But um, and the the amount of know-how in terms of the brewer that you're hiring to come and work at your startup brewery is not some is someone who's probably worked at other other breweries in town. And so, you, I think we've just gotten we've gotten better at making beer, and it's gotten easier to make beer. And so it used to be something like lagers were scary. And uh, why would you try to make that challenging beer that's actually going to expose a flaw when you don't really know what you're doing and you're better off just making something, you know, a black IPA or something that, that, that would be more forgiving. Also, the amount of tank commitment you have to do for a lager is, you know. Yeah, they're expensive. They're <laughs> yes. expensive in terms of tank time. They, yes. And uh, I mean, you know, during COVID, we were our a lot of us had our business slow down and um so we had a lot more tank time on our hands and it gave us more time to experiment with loggers and we experimentation is a two-way street we're experimenting and then our customers are experimenting by trying the beers and um, we've always ever since we've opened we've always gotten good uptake on our loggers but I, I would say that like in the last year just like you guys have all, I'm sure all noticed, their loggers are far more popular. Our loggers move faster than they mm -hmm. ever have. And people, Definitely. like we have, we, we regularly have probably three or four or five loggers on and we still can't have enough on. Yeah. And uh, I'm stoked about that. So uh, that's, that's a trend that I will not complain about. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, in the market, the hazy absolutely outsells everything else that we have. But in the tap room, it's the Calavera. It's the Pilsners. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, the loggers yeah. and the Pilsners that that are selling a lot more. Yeah, yeah it's it's. Uh, I think the hazies are still are still popular, but I will say we used to be like a couple of years ago. We we try to we see it as a dialogue between us and our customers. We we don't we're not going to brew something that we don't want to brew. So, like we don't want to brew a seltzer. We're not brewing a seltzer, no matter how much somebody asks for it. That would be the number one selling yeah. thing in the tap room. <laughs> but, <laughs> just, you poor fool. But we will. But we. But but we do respond to customers' demand in the constraints of what we want to brew. So if you know we like hazy IPAs, and if we're selling a lot of hazy IPA, then we'll brew more of them. Um, but we also like lagers, and if we're selling a lot of lager, then we'll brew more of those. And uh, we were this time two years ago. We regularly had three or four hazy IPAs on. 
and these days we have zero, one, or two. Right. And um, like we've been brewing a beer called Slow Clap. It's terrible that I brought it up because I don't have it here for you, but it's a it's a non-hazy IPA, and we sell more of it than our hazy IPAs, and um, and we really like brewing it, and customers seem to like it. Um, just fine. So. Yeah, that is you know, my own taste buds, right? Uh, when it comes to beer, where three years ago, like I wanted to drink hazy IPAs, I wanted to try them, and now I try every one that comes off the line. You know, I do taste them and everything. Like, man, that's really good. And then I go to a lager or a pilsner, and that's what I end up drinking, or a West Coast IPA. Well, if I'm at Spindle Tap, it's Calavera Lager all day. Calavera, oh, yeah. awesome, yeah. <laughs> I think there's a there's an important distinction to be made between beers that have I call them one sip wonders, but that's kind of a I think that's maybe a little bit too harsh, <laughs> but like a beer that when you smell it, or even if you just taste it a little bit, it blows you away. Um, but after drinking a pint of it, you don't really want another pint. And then on the other hand, you have beers that when you smell it or like just taste a little bit of it. It doesn't blow you away. It just—it's really just kind of an unremarkable beer. But then once you drink a pint or two pints of it, even you're like, "Damn, this is really freaking awesome!" And you—you're getting to know that beer better as you drink it, and you're getting to like it more as you drink it. I—I um, I think those beers each have their place, and and they're totally—they're totally different from one another. And um, you know, I—I I, I tend to really enjoy the latter category. Those beers you know like a, an esb or a lager um that you can really drink a lot of and you come to appreciate more as you drink it yeah i don't know it's, it's, it's weird like taste again because every day i could eat chicken wings or a cheeseburger or a taco right but with beer it's like i don't want to drink this style of beer no i want to drink this you know it's it just it's not the same where it changes yeah yeah it changes yeah well, you definitely have, like, for me, a no-label. It's 1980 Colch all day long. If I'm at Spindle Tap, it's Calavera Lager. But those are, those are the, the work beers, right? The beers that you, you drink while you are actually having Working. conversation, yeah. meetings. Yeah. yeah, because it feels weird to have a meeting with someone at a brewery and you don't have a beer in your hand and you need something that you know is safe. But uh, there's definitely a, a trend to go to more. Like, recently I started... Opening a lot of my barrel-aged stouts, it's like, I forgot about these wonderfully complex, beautiful beers. Because, like, the past few years have been full of just double dry hop, double hazy, double, which are delicious. Mm-hmm. But they're also, like, it's like, oh, I remember these, like, these other beautiful, like, like yeah, like, give me a Scottish amber, you know? And, like, oh, like, let's go to town. And, like, you know, a nice Belgian triple is pretty fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and... I don't know. There's all sorts of styles and, like, scanning back to, like, the thing that really is inherent to, like, beer. I think, well, I think the, the problem we're contending with here is that there's so much beer now and there's so many beer styles, right? Like, those new styles, the hazy IPAs and the sours uh, like the, and the over-the-top stuff, um, those didn't exist just, like, two or three or four years ago. No. And now, basically, like, the number of category, like, the size of the beer category in terms of styles has doubled or tripled. I mean, there's just such a, a wide variety of choices um, that we that we stress out over, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to drink. It's a real, it's a huge problem. 
don't not know, for t- the consumer, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm still uh, typically if I go to a bar, the first beer I order is going to be a West Coast IPA, mm-hmm. and then I look at the menu. It's pretty much <laughs> yeah. how I do it. But um, <clears throat> no, it's it's. I don't know. There's a lot of styles of beer out there, but um, the good thing is that there's breweries making good ones. Most of them are making good ones. Uh, uh, there has been a bit really big push about quality, and so you're not getting you're not getting as bad beer. You're getting good <laughs> styles, good beers being made, you know, at least across Houston. Yeah, I, you know, I've only been in it for five years. I'm, you know, I'm sure Brock can speak with. I, just like anything else, can speak with more authority on it than I can, but... And longer. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think just in the last five years, we've noticed such a difference of, um, you walk into, you can walk into a brewery that just opened, and most of the beers are going to be good, and some of them are going to be great. And that wasn't the case, you know, just a few years ago. Five, six years. I mean, yeah, it it wasn't. so. So, hell yeah. It's really good. But beer styles, trends, you know, a lot of trends going on right now. Uh, one of the things that we're going to talk about next segment I'm going like, to make you dive into a little bit is the uh, cryptocurrency. Oh, and, awesome. Yeah, just Man. a quick conversation about some cryptocurrency and John's perspective. Get a beer and settle in. Settle in. A couple of beers and a couple Ooh. of shots. Well, we've got beer on the table. We'll drink these. Let's listen to some more Bird Law and we Can't get back. Wait. Drink of ages. Come on, use me up 
Most fun and good times beer fest is back happening november 11th through the 13th at katie mills mall featuring multiple stages of live music food trucks multiple party zones and of course lots of beers to try over 600 if we are counting vip is where you want to be but general admission is still a great time get your tickets today for wild west brew fest november 11th by going to wildwestbrewfest.com one of the premier brew fests in the country wildwestbrewfest.com Mark your calendar for June 26th. Punks and Pints Fest Music Fest is happening at Spindle Tap. Headlined by one of Houston's best, Los Cornales, with Dead Rabbits, O'Doyle Rules, The Lockdowns, and Stupid Idiot. Featuring burlesque performances and a collaboration beer release between Drink of Ages, Baba Brew House, and Spindle Tap Brewery. Search Punks and Pints Fest on Eventbrite for ticket link and info and follow on Facebook, Punks and Pints Fest. Badass music and badass beers. Punks and Pints Fest, June 26th. This week's Brew Ops bottle release at True Anomaly is Commander Wonderlick, which brings together a few of the best qualities found in the neighborhood. True Anomaly convinced 8th Wonder to do a Belgian beer, and of course they went big with a Belgian strong ale. True Anomaly scooped out some and conditioned it in one of their funky fooders for half a year. It's no wonder that this blend starts with rustic cedar and oak notes both in the nose and initial tasting, while finishing with a long spice touch. Both elements build in profile throughout the glass while getting a little help from the healthy ABV backbone to balance. Get some in the tap room over at True Anomaly before it's gone. Live shows are back at House of Blues with Max Flynn this Saturday and next Tuesday. Join us for the recording of Drink of Ages Radio Show with Ingenious Brewing and music guest Dim Roots Music. Jay Hooks Blues on Wednesday the 16th, Texas Sundown Band on Thursday, John Egan Friday at 5.30, and Thunderpants 80s Cover Band at 8. Come hungry. House of Blues Restaurant makes some great food. The restaurant is open Tuesday through Sunday at 5 p.m. Houseofblues.com slash Houston for more events and info. Go see a show. Hey, this is Blake Harris, the general manager of Rudyard's British Pub. Just want to invite you guys out to our Thursday night steak and pint night. It's $25 for a 16-ounce New York strip, party potatoes, Caesar salad, and a free pint. As well, starting at 7 o'clock, we've got $4 pints all night long. Right now, we're doing about 20 on draft, and in the near future, we will be increasing that number. So come check us out. We're at 2010 Wall Drive in Montrose. With a low ain't waiting for me. Just that baby with a lock and key. But it was written when I pulled the trigger. Get to murder in the first degree. With the young man behind my 
Said if you wait, you're supposed to be Said I had it coming sooner than a woman Chains were the only thing I could lift it I'm on the fly Counting every country mile I'm not gonna cry I might even crack a smile And when that big man asks what I'm grinning about Won't check them out which is also a brewery that we need to go to Jeff. we haven't been over there Ed, well the thing about lake houston brewery though is that it's a place that when i was growing i grew up in humble right and so that was cedar landing i believe which was it was at the time they had like a lot of cedar eat, landing fans in the well all you could eat catfish <laughs> and you know the, the, there was some good seafood that we'd go over there and eat and it was kind of like a date night as i got a little older right so it was date like, night to all you can eat crawfish? date night all you can eat catfish, oh, catfish. even better yeah. yes yeah hey you grew up in humble man uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah you take what you can get yeah. take what you can get <laughs> Golden no, Corral. It was, Golden Corral had all you can eat catfish. Yeah, man, no, nah, man. Golden Corral. Nah, that's corporate pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, don't get me started because I mean I, I'd, I'd probably walk into Golden Corral tonight and have a really good time just because there's so much food, but I'd probably regret <laughs> it later. <laughs> yeah, like 30 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, but no, the right there on Lake Houston. Uh, 1960, when you cross over the bridge, around the right-hand side, Sear Landing. Uh, haven't been over there yet, but, yeah, we definitely need to go over there and check it out. Absolutely. Put it in the mix. Speaking of new breweries, new beers, new things, what is it? What, what, what do we have in front of us? What, what is this? We'll, well, it's a, it's a new beer from us. Um, this is called Back in the Sabro Again. Oh. Back in the Sabro Again. Yeah. Actually, we were thinking of the uh, the Aerosmith one. Oh, oh, well. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So it's completely different. Uh, but whatever, uh, you can whatever song you want to sing in your head while you drink it is fine. Uh, it's a it's an IPA, West Coast IPA made with Sabro hops. So um, it's delicious. You got that that very Sabro e. Uh, Sabro is a great hop. Yeah, yeah. So Sabro is has this hop is this hop with 
It's got a nice pine, um, little tropical flavor, and then a, a big coconut note on it. So you get all that on the nose. It's very, incredibly savory yeah. and delicious. Yeah. Very yeah. savory. And, and then, yeah, it's got a nice, um, it's a clean, you know, pretty clean West Coast IPA. Um, just a basic uh, pale ale malt with a little bit of Munich in it. So it's very, um, yeah, very, very clean, mm. clean beer uh, with a big hop aroma on it, just like we like in our, our IPAs. Uh, man, I, I still go back to West Coast IPA as my absolute favorite style of beer. Uh, I, I can't tell you what my second one is, but I can tell you what my first one is. Did it ever change this whole it, time? It did, never did changed, faith ever right? Did ever get shaken? Like, like, over the last, since I, which, you know, the first time I drank Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is a very hoppy Pale Ale, you know, like borderline, like a lot of, it's hoppier than a lot of IPAs that hit the market after that. Hmm. But, um. Ever since I drank that one, it's been like that has been my staple of what like okay, you've got to be somewhere in this range mm. to be a really good IPA. It's a somewhat good one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it won't last. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I mean, that that's a beer that, God, I mean, it's held up. It's it's lasted about a thousand times it longer is the test of than time. yeah than the average beer, than the is. average craft beer. Well, I was happy to um, you know this the shirt has made it back in my rotation here lately, and so I was excited to break it back out because it is about four years old. Yeah, that's old, man. I can Easily. see that it's got that um, it's got that laundry got fuzz the, on the, it. The yes, fuzz it working. Yeah, the purple's not as purple as it used to no. be. Yeah. And but. that's definitely a, an old season of ours. Mm -hmm. um, why did you say it made it back in the rotation? Why did you put us in the doghouse? Oh, boo. I, I knew I, what I, I said that. Know, like, what was it? What did we, and what did we do to earn our way I, I blame my wife and how she does laundry and hangs them up in my closet. You should uh, blame uh, your wife. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's her fault. She hangs, them up, she hangs up your T-shirts? you got to hang up too. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at one of the guys on stage, and he was—he was rocking. He's rocking one of the old Drink of Ages shirts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and then I just kept on thinking, like, man, he's—he's he's kept it up better. He's—he's he's doing laundry better than I have. That shirt, because that shirt mine still looks like brand a, new. Mine has a texture to it. Yeah, you know, like, well, it's like this one, right? It's, it's like—it's like a heathered purple now, where it used yeah. to just be yeah. purple. Yeah, it's got that. Um, it does have a texture too. It's like a popcorn ceiling. Yeah, texture, it's like you know? it's kind of like a. It's like. A blind person could find you in the dark because it's like has a braille like mm. thing going on right now. It's mm. nice. It's nice. Yeah, we, you know you're wearing it good, man. Thanks Thank for you. thanks for hanging on to it. Thanks for letting it back into the rotation. Well, the the, the crazy thing is though that I've worn it quite a bit lately, and people were like, "Holler Brewery, that's a great spot." And I was like, "Yeah, man, you know what? You're right. It is a good spot. You need to go. Yeah." We're still, and I I love this about us. Like, I guess I'm. I'm a proper uh, businessman would not be proud of this, but um, we're still like a, a well-kept secret kind of thing. You know, we're still like kind of a, you know. The hidden when, gem. Yeah, when people talk about um, it, they talk about it like they're excited about it because they like sharing the fact that they know about it. And I guess if we had really done our jobs, then after five years, <laughs> everyone would already know about us. Uh, but I'm, I'm totally, uh, I actually kind of like that. Um, yeah, that people are, people are, you know, people are excited to share it. I mean, as long as you're selling all the beer you're making. Then selling all the beer we're making, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we set out, you know. And delivering some. 
We're delivering some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're finding a way to sell it. Yeah. Um, most of it's sold in the tap room, but yeah, we deliver some around town. And actually, we are about to hire a uh, delivery guy. So if anyone wants to, the wants captain, a job, right? Yeah, <laughs> the keg captain. The keg yeah. captain. Yeah. Oh, which I thought was a great title. And I, I should thought. delivery guy or girl um, or whatever, you know, it's delivery captain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're hiring. Go to hollerbeer.com/apply. You can join the team and work for. Really nice guy. So when did the so were the deliveries was that all because of the pandemic? Was that something or was that happening before? You're talking about the like keg deliveries? home deliveries? Yeah, the home deliveries. Oh, right. the home delivery was a pandemic thing. We don't do that anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you, that beer we are not delivering anymore. That was like a pretty crazy thing. We were delivering, you know, we had no minimum order. I mean, we were delivering like a five dollar can of beer to someone's house. <laughs> uh, I was delivering it all. <laughs> It was actually a lot of fun. It was during that time where everyone was like super freaked out and you know, no one was getting out. So I was like out on the roads, just like totally by myself and, um, and making people happy because they had like, they were looking forward to the delivery. That was like the thing they had to look forward. You remember those days when you like, you're looking forward to whatever one thing. I, well, I was that thing. We're delivering this beer. Well, unless you owed money yeah. to someone, it's like, I found a way to get John to my house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and yeah, and then there were things like people would leave little, like, notes and, uh, and like, little, uh, they would trade some beers that they had in their fridge with us. That's awesome. It was all totally illegal. Um, even more even awesome. Yeah, it made it even more fun. I was like, we were breaking so many laws. I was running stops, running stoplights and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Just, you got to get that beer there while it's still cold, man. Just yeah, like, totally. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a safety thing, right? Drinking, you know, warm beer is unsafe. It is so. unsafe. Mm. So, yeah, that worked out well, but it's that was a, a pandemic-only thing. So... Uh, no, I appreciate you coming and hanging out. Uh, Holler Brewing Company. Uh, if you've never been, go by, check them out. Delicious beers, excellent beers, and I don't, we're going to drink these on the fi- on the fourth segment. We still have four. I think. Four to go. So, yeah, so we'll finish the rest of these beers. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. want to thank everybody who came out tonight at House of Blues. Bird Law, appreciate you guys, man. Like I said before, check them out at Lake Houston Brewery on June 19th. DJ Muskratch. Jason Esparza from Hell and High Water. Tom Painter and myself want to thank everybody for hanging out, man. We'll see everybody next week. Chica, chica.